Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. So we are looking at episode 49. And this episode is going to be from the YouTube channel, again, as most of them are these days. But this is about a two-hour question and answer session that I did live on my YouTube channel. It starts off a little rough. You may hear me uh, sound like I'm in pain for a minute. I don't know what was going on there. YouTube is changing the way they allow live streaming. So I think one day it's not going to work for me until I upload some new software. But it worked yesterday, and I plan on going live again today, April 10th. Hopefully it'll work for me today. Each day is a new day. We'll see. But last night, it snowed here. And it's April 9th. Snowed. April 9th. We got about 8 inches of snow. Luckily, the snow is the fluffy, like, light kind. So it should melt quickly. And if you don't have snow in your country... It can differ quite a bit. In fact, I think there are a couple languages in Alaska that have around 50 different words for snow. Luckily, this is the light, fluffy kind. Probably be gone in a couple days. I'm debating whether I should shovel or not. Because, of course, we are under quarantine. I have no desire to leave my house. I could take a walk if I wanted to. In fact, I did take a walk last night with my wife and my son. My daughter likes to stay home as usual. If you are a viewer on the YouTube channel, you'll see a video in which I take a walk in the woods. It was a nice day, but my daughter didn't want to come. It was going going to be a rather long hike. We did about three miles. And my daughter would much rather stay home and sing. So that's her deal. I am a little bit more of a homebody as well. And that's what we call people who like to stay home. Homebodies. I have plenty of things I can do at home. Make a podcast. Make a video. Study some Italian. Do some reading. In English. Maybe Italian. I'm getting better at Italian. It's been a year now. It takes a long time. And if you have been learning English for a while, you know it takes a long time to be able to read, listen in a foreign language. But I am so glad you tuned in to this episode, and hopefully it increases your ability to understand native English speakers. I do speak a little bit more quickly 
during the live chats. That's the deal. I think on the podcast, I speak the slowest. And then on the videos that I make for YouTube, where I can edit, I probably speak kind of in the medium range. And then this live stream, if you choose to listen to it, you will see that I speak even quicker for that one. But if you would like to see some pictures of the snowstorm we had last night, there are some pretty cool pictures up on the Facebook page. And you can find that by simply searching Learn American English with this guy. And there are some people who are a part of that group that you will hear ask questions, leave comments on the live chat. And so if you join, you can possibly interact with Ibrahim. He's on there. And Manuel and Khalifi and Elena and Cecilia. They're often on the live chats and they are also in the Facebook group. So you may want to think about joining that Facebook group. Sometimes I'll post pictures. Sometimes others will comment. They, I don't think anybody has posted on there yet, but it'd be nice to see that if they do. On the YouTube channel, I also took an A1 exam, but from an English teacher's point of view. So if you do plan on taking an A1 exam or an A2, I'll eventually do A2, B1, B2. Jeez, I hope I can pass the C1. But as I've said other times, I think there are a lot of English speakers, native English speakers, who couldn't pass the C2 exam. I'm also offering a contest for the podcast. I had been asked uh, several times to do another contest. I did one a couple months ago for the YouTube channel. And I drew two names to get a 30-minute conversation with me, one-on-one. I know some people probably don't want that. But some people do. So what I would like to do is offer another contest. And that is if you leave a five-star review. A five-star review. Not just a rating, but a review where you put maybe a couple sentences talking about how much you love the podcast. And since it is a contest... I need to try to make the contest go in my favor, too. I can't really accept a one-star review to actually hurt the podcast. But if you would like to help me out and you're interested in a 30-minute conversation with me, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. Of course, with that comes the rating. So rate the podcast five stars, leave a favorable review, a somewhat 
nice review, and then email me at thisguylearnsitalian at gmail.com. Thisguylearnsitalian at gmail.com. It's all in the show notes. I am learning Italian. One day I'd like to be able to change that email to this guy speaks Italian, but eh, not quite. It's still just learns Italian. So email me there. Tell me the nickname you used to leave the five-star review, and you will be entered into the contest for a 30-minute conversation with me. And that contest ends April 24th. So I hope to see you there. It would be great if we had a 30-minute conversation. And I know the last um, winner, we went over 30 minutes. We were, it was, I was having fun, and we weren't at a great stopping point. So it's not like if you win, I'll say, all right, see you later, 30 minutes, goodbye. So I look forward to hearing from you hopefully seeing some five-star reviews so other people can find the podcast. The YouTube channel, and I know many people who listen here also watch the YouTube channel. Thank you so much. 600 subscribers. And of course, I can't do that by myself. I can maybe subscribe to my own channel. I'd have one. I don't even know if I can do that, though. So I might have zero subscribers without you guys. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this is enjoyable. I answer a lot of questions. Lots of questions. There's a great guy on here named Wee. He asks some very good questions. One of my favorites is, what is the difference between professional and amateur? I think he asks. And there's another one. What's what's the difference between employee and employer? So there are a lot of great questions from a lot of people. Like I said, who uh, have joined the Facebook page as well. If I add more of these live streams, you will hear, you know, C- Cecilia often and Khalifi and Ibrahim, they, they ask a lot of questions. So does we. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you find some benefit from this. And I will see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on? Took me a little while to get all this stuff figured out. It wasn't loading it for I have that problem a lot. Oh, I got the uh I got the notification that I'm live, so hopefully other people do. Um, although I got a notification this morning 
that I was going live on a video I did a couple days ago that Boris Johnson won in Wisconsin. So I'm here now live and I have a couple questions from hello talk. If um, people don't have any questions, if it's kind of a lull, if there's a lull, if there aren't any questions coming through, I can get some on my phone because a couple great questions came through on hello talk. I should probably go over one right now. So what Libby is in the house. France is in the house. Ukraine is in the house. Nice. Nice. All right. If I can find that, I should have had this set up. The problem was I had a bottle of water. I have to go into my garage to get the bottle of water. I had that all set up, but then I lost it. I don't know where it is. I had to go back and get one. I was out of breath, but, um, Sochi, Sochi, Sochi. That's Russia. Winter Olympics were in Sochi a few years back. Tokyo, I guess we'll have the Olympics in 2021, right? Morocco, welcome. Argentina's here. Hello. We's here. Um, so we has a question already. Nice to see you too, Cecilia. Erroni. Uh, okay, so we has a question about what is specialized and what is professional. So they're slightly different because specialized is a verb. Specialized is a verb. That means of all the different things in the world, you are special, comes from special. You are special in one thing. So for me, I specialize in English. I went to college to teach English. So I'm not a great doctor. You wouldn't want to see me on the operating table, keep me out of the operating room. But I do specialize in English. Professional, it's basically the opposite of amateur. Amateur versus professional. Amateur, whatever they do, they don't get paid to do it. So if you're thinking about like a hockey player, Winter Olympics, Sochi's on my mind. You might just play for fun. You don't get paid. You would be an amateur hockey player. The second you start getting paid for something, you become professional. Professional. So that's the difference between those two. Specialize a verb. So it's a little bit different. Um, like I would say I specialize in English. And I am a professional English teacher since I do get paid to teach English in my classroom, which I can't go to, which I can't go back until um, late August, they tell us. Late August. Put that T at the end. August. Marina, how's it going? Yes, the Olympic City. Let's see, are there any? Oh, Kurdistan. Kurdistan, nice. Welcome back couple people from Kurdistan. So to the people who are Kurdistani, what should I say? Should I say Iraqi Kurdistan or is that offensive? Should I just say Kurdistan? We know what we're talking about. Lolly. Okay. Oh, it's a great question. Lolly from France. 
Um, so the sentence is, he sings in a choir. He sings in the chorus. Is there a difference? Is it the same meaning? Yes. Yes. Let's keep it like that. Yes. Chorus is probably a little less maybe professional. You might have, but it can go both ways, really. You might have like a church choir and then the chorus at a middle school or a high school. But to be honest, pretty pretty interchangeable. They can be used together. Pretty much the same thing. Good evening from Ukraine. And Kate, what's going on? Um, and I was talking with someone this morning. I can't remember who it was saying, and it was on this channel, I believe, and saying that I should learn Ukrainian. So I think if I learn Russian in a couple of years, Ukrainian, if it takes me two, two and a half years to learn Russian, after that, maybe in a year, I could learn Ukrainian. But I do know Privyet, which is Russian, right? Which is Russian. It's different in Ukrainian. Privyet. Karsho. Karsho. I think I know that too. Karsho. Like, I understand, right? I understand. Dasvidanya. That's about it. I am. Are you asking me where I'm from? I am from the United States. And I am from a state called Maine that nobody has heard of. But if you think of Boston and you get in a car from Boston and drive two hours northeast, you'll find me. That's where I live. I live very close to Boston. All right. It's everywhere. Where are you from? Where are you from? Yeah, I don't think you guys are asking me where I'm from. But if you are, I just answered it. Right. Kurdistan is not a country, but it should be, right? And I think the U.S. government a couple months ago kind of turned their backs on Kurdistan, from what I understand, turned their backs. They weren't a very good friend. From what I've heard in the United States, ISIS was a problem. I hope, I hope, I hope nobody in here is offended by that. Like most people hopefully don't like ISIS. They're chopping off the heads of innocent people. And I can see where the United States might be sticking their nose in places they shouldn't be, if you've seen that phrasal verb video. But Kurds, the people of Kurdistan, I think were very helpful to the U.S. in getting rid of ISIS in that part of the world. And then we kind of left. And then I don't want to get too political in here, but then Turkey kind of invaded and we didn't do a whole lot to help out for a couple weeks. And it was not a good thing. I don't think. All right. There is something in Russian that I don't know. Sorry. They are probably calling me a bad name, right? That's what I'm going to assume. Every time I see something in Russian, it's basically like this guy sucks. I'm leaving. This guy sucks. Yeah. I'd love to learn Arabic too. Wow. I think as an English speaker, or a Spanish speaker, it would be so tough. So to go from English to Spanish, English to French, French to English, not too bad. There are a lot of words that look similar, but I think uh, Persian would be a cool language to learn as well. But the Arabic, 
We are, we're used to left to right. Arabic, right to left. Uh, we, another great question. Oh, uh oh, there's another question before that. Uh oh. Ah, oh, Marina, I'm going to skip that question again. What is up with that question? I just don't even see it. All right, the word bracket. She has asked this question a couple times and I skipped it. I promise I didn't skip it on purpose. And if I had a pencil, it would be easier to answer. But a bracket, it can be one of two things. Like a bracket could be used as support for a shelf. And I'm looking around my room. I don't have any brackets in here. But basically, it's something that goes like this, and it can support a shelf. That's one type of bracket. But another type of bracket is used in sports. So if you're playing a tournament, you might have a bracket to find a champion. And so you'll have a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket, and teams will play each other, and then they'll get eliminated. In this country, during March, didn't happen this year, of course, there's a big basketball tournament called the Final Four. And there are 64 teams in this tournament, and they try to get down to one, and the bracket basically eliminates teams. You'll have two teams on two lines, and then only one will go forward to – if it if I had, like, I could pull up a bracket. So those are the two definitions that I know. I hope that helps, Marina. I did not skip your question on purpose. We has a good question. What's the difference between employee and worker? Could be nothing. Both are working for a boss. An employee, though, is part of a company. A worker might not be getting paid, but you can use them the same. An employer, with an O-R, an employer is someone who employs an employee. So the employer is the boss. They give the paycheck. An employee gets the paycheck, and they do the work. Maybe the boss does work too, but uh, do I like to speak Italian? I wish I was better at speaking Italian, but I do like it. And I think it's not that bad. I know there's some sounds in the Russian language, which are totally different from English, like a lot more. Italian has a few, but it's, it's really close to what we speak, I think. Spanish and Italian for an English speaker, I think, in my opinion, secondo me, in my opinion, I think it's the easiest of the two languages, of, of the, all the languages. I think it would be easiest to learn Italian or Spanish, I think. French and Portuguese are close, but the accent is so different in Portuguese and French. And they're not like each other, in my opinion. Some people say that Russian and Portuguese sound similar, certainly to me, because I don't speak either. I can see some similarities. It's raining out, by the way. So, but a couple leaves just blew by me. I'm like, what is going on there? 
So I just, I got, I got to be aware of uh, some emails that might come in for my school, but I answered a lot this morning, so it shouldn't be that bad. All right. Um, let's see. I, do I, oh, do I speak Italian? No, I would say I don't. I've been learning Italian for almost exactly one year. So I'm getting better, but I got about another year before I feel comfortable speaking just off the top of my head. Ah, uh, yes. Ukrainian Canuck. Ukrainian Canuck. So you're a Canadian Ukrainian? I'm not that far from the Canadian border. I'm about two hours. I could be in Canada in about two hours if I had to be. Actually, I can't now. As an American, I can't get into Canada. My sister-in-law, I'm pointing that way, which you can't see, but uh, right up the road from me, that sounds American, doesn't it? Right up the road from me, right up the road from me, excuse me, lives my brother and my sister-in-law and my mom, actually. They live all in the same duplex. A duplex is a house that's separated into two, du, duo, two, that's four, two, and uh, she's actually a Canadian citizen. So she could get home, just don't know if she could get back. The Canadian border is closed right now. Oh, you're fluent in Russian? Uh, Must be nice. Yeah, English is good, right? So you must be really good at English if you started speaking Russian, but in your mind, you speak English. That is good. That is good. Yeah, Marina, I believe so. The Kurds have a little bit. If anybody is from Kurdistan and would like to correct me, the Kurds, since they don't have a real country, I believe they spill over kind of spill over into maybe Iraq, Iran, Syria, and possibly even Turkey. So, okay, I'm trying not to lose any more. And I know it's incredibly boring to watch me scroll through. Sometimes I do it so quickly. Okay. I, I Wow, there's a lot here. Okay, sorry. Um. Bracket. Okay, answered that. Speak Italian. Fluent Russian. Girl, like the coronavirus. I'm not lethal. What? What's the difference between accuse and blame? I think those could almost be synonyms. I really do. Because you can accuse somebody of stealing your stuff. And then you can blame them for stealing your stuff. So maybe accuse has a little bit more like thinking, but not definitely blaming them and blaming. There's no doubt about it that you think they did it. So if I blame someone for taking my stuff, that means there are no other suspects. I think it's you. But if you accuse somebody, you still think they did it but there might be just a little bit where they didn't, like you would have to prove it. And so if the police think that somebody committed a crime in the United States, they would accuse them 
They wouldn't blame them. They would accuse them. And then it would have to go to trial. So it's a little different, but not that different. Oh, if you have two languages, it's good. Yeah, most Americans, eh. Some Americans speak Spanish and English and other languages too. But I would say most Americans, probably 70% of us, are monolingual. Mono meaning one. Monolingual. Some may be duolingual. Duolingual. Two. Trilingual. Three. Maybe. Yes, Kurdistan is a country. 40 million people live in Kurdistan. It's good to know. I would like Kurdistan to become its own country. Is that controversial? Like they should have their own country, right? I think. Um, Hussein. We got, looks like a very heavy kind of grammar question. I need more explanation and more examples for this tense and form of this sentence because I found this sentence. Okay, so there's a sentence here and you wanna know the tense? They, whoa, okay. It says they can't have had planes or helicopters. So in the United States, that sounds British to me. In the United States, it would be they couldn't have had planes or helicopters. And I don't remember exactly what's that, what that is called, but I think it's the past conditional. And that's where you get that could, could or would, meaning like it could have happened, but it didn't. And it might be, uh, it might be a different tense I'm not familiar with. But it's meaning it happened in the past. And if it would have happened differently, like – or it said they couldn't have had. No, they couldn't have had planes or helicopters. So maybe if you're reading a story that took place in the 1800s, obviously flight wasn't around then. So maybe somebody said, well, maybe they flew from Boston to New York. You say, no, they could have had planes back then. So it's the past conditional, but it might have one other thing to it, like imaginary something. It's a difficult tense, but that's what it means. I hope that makes sense there. All right, Madagascar. Harry, what's going on? Um, I have one question I saw on TV. He downplayed the coronavirus. Great question. Great question. So some people in the United States don't believe that we should be quarantined. They believe that we should be going about our normal daily lives and whoever gets sick gets sick. And I think most people would realize like, well, you're going to fill up the hospitals. You're going to run out of supplies. In my opinion, that's not a good idea. So if somebody downplays the coronavirus, it might be like, yeah, it's not going to be that bad. Don't worry about it. Downplaying, trying to make it less important than it really is. Downplay. At one time, our president downplayed the coronavirus. He said by April, when the weather gets warm, it'll all be gone. It's April now. It's not gone, unfortunately. 
Uh, oh, really? Persian is close to Kurdish. It's good to know. So my phone is blowing up because one teacher said something about grading and now they're having a big, long discussion about it. How about this? I'll wait till everybody talks about it and then I'll look at it. But we, we some teachers just get bored and they're like, oh, let's talk about grading. No. Do you have people like that at your work where you work? Like, oh, let's talk about this, this, that. Okay, got it. Just tell me how we're going to do it. That's all I want to know. I'm pretty easy going. Like, okay, just tell me. How do you want me to do it? I'll do it. As long as it doesn't hurt my students, right? As long as they're not hurt. I'll go to bat for them. Go to bat. I'll defend them. Persian language, thanks. Can you give us some examples using luckily and hopefully? I understand the meaning, but I'm interested in the usage. Sure. Luckily and hopefully, I think, ooh, no, they can't quite use be used the same way. Luckily is something that has already happened, I would say. Like the condition is already there for luckily. So luckily, the people of my state went into quarantine before the virus could get too bad. Something like that. So luckily, something happened. Luckily, I have some water here. And I was able to get another bottle of water so my throat won't get too dry. Hopefully is like in the future. You don't know how it's going to turn out yet. So hopefully we can get back to school in the fall. So I'm not quite sure if we will. Fingers crossed. Hopefully things will get back to normal in the summer. But one of the doctors... One of our big doctors around here said, shaking hands, which is an American custom. It doesn't have to be just two men. It can be two women, man and a woman. We often shake hands when we meet or haven't seen somebody in a while. They said that the shaking hands thing might be gone for good. Like, don't do it again. I have a feeling because it's so much of our culture it might go away for a year or two, but once the coronavirus is less important, we will go back to shaking hands. My opinion. You like the background? Thanks. It's just a, a painted wall. Um, my daughter had to do like a talent show for her school, so she did something ironic. Ironic. She didn't mean it to be real. For her talent, she played Twinkle Twinkle on the piano. I don't know. All right. Oh, so Lolly, you speak English, of course, and you speak French, and you speak Italian too. It would be interesting to know your opinion since you speak English and Italian. Do you think they're kind of similar? Because it seems like French might almost be in the middle of English and Italian, my opinion. I want to know your theory about the 20s. Oh, are they true as a defining period in your life? I don't know. Since I'm 40-something. I'm 21. By the way, that's why I'm asking. Good question. I did. I lived through the 20s. I know some of you are watching, and you're probably thinking, oh, wow, he can't be in his 20s yet. 
but I am actually in my 40s. Yeah, I'm 44. So I do have a theory on the decades of your life, if you would like me to explain them. And I think the 20s are a really difficult time because most people assume you are an adult and you have things all figured out. And you might even be thinking that yourself. Okay, I'm in my 20s. I'm not a kid anymore, which you're not, but I should have this figured out. And I think the 20s are very much still about figuring things out. You still depend, like you're deciding who you're going to be still. Your career probably hasn't been decided yet, certainly at 21. So there are a lot of things that you still have to answer about yourself. Finding a mate, finding a spouse, finding someone you'll hopefully spend the rest of your life with. To have kids, to not have kids. What job? So the 20s are, uh, and I don't think people give the 20s enough credit for being hard. And I've spoken with a lot of people in their 20s. They're kind of going through a depression. Now, this was before the coronavirus, that you still haven't figured things out. In my opinion, the 30s are all about raising children for the most part. By 30 or so, I mean, can be a lot of range here with, it could be 33, 34, whatever. But your 30s are mostly about raising children, not about yourself. You're not at all, you don't, you're not in control a lot of yourself. You're probably still trying to climb the ladder in your occupation, probably still trying to move up in the occupation. And as I enter my 40s, 44, I'm finding that more about me, like I can do, my my kids don't need me anymore as much. They need me, but not as much. So in your 40s, I think you start to find yourself again. My quick, not so quick, was it? My, my theory on 20, 30, and 40. All right. Totally. Please repeat that word. Totally. Totally. Cecilia, is that what you're asking? Totally. Totally. Sometimes they say it out west in like California. Totally. Like a surfer. Like totally. Totally awesome. Totally. Totally. Now it's time to eat dinner. Okay. Enjoy your dinner. And I just lost a bunch on the chat. I'm sorry. Enjoy your dinner. I think it was Lolly that said that. Enjoy your dinner. Sorry, there's a lot of messages here today. I'm sorry. All right. Who said that? Oh, Paula, have a good dinner in Kurdistan. I think that's where Paula lives in Kurdistan. Portuguese is spoken in Brazil. Different from the Portuguese spoken in Portugal. How about this? Anybody who speaks, I don't think anybody from Portugal is here, but I think there are some people from Brazil is and if you're if you're good at uh, something caught my eye, I have a groundhog out there. I could do a story about a groundhog. There's so many questions here. Um, I got to get rid of a groundhog in my backyard. He's digging up all kinds of. Yeah. So the Portuguese spoken in Brazil, how different is it from the Portuguese spoken in Portugal? Is it like England English and United States English? 
uh, Spanish, I can imagine. A lot of countries speak Spanish, so I can imagine there's some dialects, probably like English too. Oh, Ukrainian Canuck, you want to be Canadian, but you live in Ukraine. I've heard good things about Ukraine, especially Kiev. Why do you want to leave? Heard good things. All right. Well, you're probably already gone, but see ya. Ah, we, another good question. Are you coming up with these words that are really close? Not quite. The next one is autograph and signature. Autograph usually means that this person is famous. Autograph, the person is famous. It's something that you want. Some people collect autographs. A signature is plain, everyday, ordinary people. And maybe they're signing some legal documents. Maybe they're signing a check. Signature. That's the main difference between that. Autograph, somebody famous. Signature, everybody signs their signature to something. It's kind of boring. Uh, Kurdish people are fighting for their country. Well, if there is a petition, I will sign it. I'm a little old to fight, at least in the United States. But I know people in Kurdistan, you could be my age. You still could go to war. We're lucky in the United States. We can mostly just pick younger people. How, uh, hello, Andrew, what's going on? Ooh. Oh, no. Andrew, you say, and I think you're from Ukraine, right? You say, what are some popular toasts in the United States? From what I know about Ukraine, you have toasts for everything. And to be honest, in the United States, we don't have toasts. A lot of times we'll just say, cheers, and then drink. But I know toasts are very important in certain parts of the country. To be honest, it's not that important here. One of the main places you will hear of an actual toast is at a wedding. I need to look at the camera. I don't know why I was looking over there. Um, at a wedding. And the best man, so that's the guy who's getting married, his best friend. The best man usually has a toast, talks about growing up with the groom, maybe something like that. But to be honest, United States, we don't have a culture for toasts, for giving toasts. I think that's what you mean there. What? Yeah, there are a lot of antonyms and synonyms in English. Yeah, it's it's frustrating, I'm sure. Those phrasal verbs, man, I keep, you know, making those videos and like what I did with stick. It's so tough. Like, okay, just like if you watch that video, like, okay, I know there's like three definitions for stick or sticky, but then like stick up or stick out. It's so different. Oh no. Getting getting political here. What do you think about this poll? Biden leaves Trump 53 to 42 among registered voters. Okay, so that is a CNN poll. Mm, that's early March. Things could change. But CNN would definitely be more for Biden than Trump. CNN is a Democratic news source. We have Fox News in this country for a Republican news source. So you got to be careful with polling. I think a lot of people in this country won't admit they are going to vote for Trump, 
But when it comes down to it, when it's secret and in their little ballot place to, to place their vote, I think, I think Trump has more support than polls will show. How about that? I'll say that. I think Trump has more support than the polls will show. And the reason I am basing or coming up with that answer is I am basing it on what happened last time, 2016, a vote for president. All the polls said Hillary Clinton will win. And in the end, it was Trump. So um, sometimes I want, I wonder, oh, guys, sometimes I wonder what we need to do to learn English, baby girl says. I agree. It's, it's tough learning any other language. And I think one hard thing is you see all, of, oh, learn English in three months. No. Oh, learn English in six months. What? So you can say hello, goodbye, thank you. Maybe, right? But to actually watch movies and listen to native speakers speak at a normal pace, I personally think a couple of years. But I know some of you are very good English speakers. Cecilia, I know for sure. I mean, how long did it take you to feel comfortable watching movies in another language? I think that's the true test. Once you, I mean, it depends on what you want, though. Like, do you just want to come to the United States and have a trip? You know, you could probably learn English in three months just to kind of get around. I guess it depends on what you want to do with the language. For me, I would like to read native um, books, watch native movies in the language I'm learning right now. It's Italian. So it depends on what your goals are. Okay, Raphael. The structure stand for is only used when we come across an abbreviation. Um, I think so. Like, yeah, stand for. It means it means in its place. So instead of saying Massachusetts, which is a really long word, Massachusetts, 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 we often just put capital M, capital A, and that stands for Massachusetts. So in the place of the whole word. We just put a two-letter abbreviation for the state. My state of Maine, the abbreviation is M-E. So M-E, capital letters, stands for Maine, if that makes sense, Rafael. Marina, no. Marina asks a great question that I don't know the answer to. And to be honest, nobody knows the answer to. And she is wondering, voting for president, what is going to happen? Are we going to do it by internet? I know that will not happen. There will not be voting on internet because a lot of people would be worried about voter fraud, fraud. So having like fake votes, voter fraud. Wisconsin, a couple of days ago, they went to the primaries. So the Democrats in that state if they were registered as a Democrat, voted, who do you want to see run against Trump? Do you want Joe Biden or Barry Sanders? And they actually went to the polls. 
while the coronavirus was going on. It'll be interesting to see their number of cases for the coronavirus, like what that does. Is it going to make them jump? Or were people wearing masks, washing hands? Maybe not a lot of people got sick. And I, I don't know. What do you guys think about the coronavirus? Is, that th- is it airborne? Is it more than just touching surfaces? Is it possible that just being next to someone, is it airborne? I, I'm afraid that it might be. All right. Uh, uh, hey, Brett. I am from Ukraine. I only speak a little English. My English is very poor. Yeah, it's awful. But the more you work at it, the better you will get. Now, I I made a video on this. Don't think about how you are getting better day to day. You won't see it. Think about how much better you're getting like month to month. Do a check-in. You can't see it on a daily basis. You might, and I know when I'm studying my Italian, depending on the couple like words or paragraphs I start reading, I might be like, oh, I don't know anything. But then, you know, the next paragraph, you oh, okay, I get it. So just try to keep working through it. The more you listen, watch my videos, right? Plug my channel, subscribe. If anybody's watching and you haven't subscribed, subscribe. But keep at it. And I, I promise, like, you want, um, and I don't always do this, but you want what's called comprehensible input, where the stuff that's going into your mind, you're getting about 70, 80% of it. That's going to take time. So maybe use Duolingo. I know a lot of people don't like it, but when you're really basic, I think it can help. I really do. So, and I try to speak, I speak more quickly on this live stream, but if you watch some of my videos or listen to podcasts, my podcast, it's a little bit slower. All right. Oh, I just got an email from my uh, son's teacher. She said he's doing a good job. I think I can share that as a parent. We have a, um, we have a law in the United States called FERPA, FERPA which means I can't discuss one of my students with you guys. I would be breaking the law. I can't say, oh, my student, and then name that student. I can't. There's a law that protects my students. I can talk to the parents of that student about the student. I can talk to their teachers that we share the student. Like I can talk to that student's math teacher about that student but I can't talk to anybody not um, teaching that student. I can talk to the principals about that student, but there's a law that protects the identity of students and their grades. I can't tell you, um, uh, I do have a Joey. I like using Joey, but I, uh, um, Rachel, I don't have a Rachel. I can't tell you to anybody, anybody here, I can't say, oh, Rachel, yeah, she failed her last quiz. That's against the law. If I actually had a Rachel, can't do that. It's called FERPA. FERPA. Um, Turkey, Iraq, Syria. Mm. So I've heard, man. Kurds have a raw deal. I'm sorry about that. Uh, What about using articles in everyday language? Yeah, it seems difficult. So I did make a video 
about articles. I think it's called the most grammar video of all time. And I do talk about articles, indefinite, indefinite. I go over this, that, and, and, uh, and the. So you might want to check out that video. But like the prepositions, and I do want to make a prepositions video very soon. I think the more you hear native speakers use it, the more it will stick. The more you hear, you know, watching my videos or whatever, or I would say stick it. Bob the Canadian is a good one. Somebody who is speaking for people who are learning English. Like they know you're not a native speaker, so they might be a little more clear with their pronunciation, or they might be a little bit slower. But the more you listen, the more it'll stick. I would say don't memorize. Mm. Harry, thank you. I never know if I do a, a good enough job explaining things. It's hard. If you were here, which I do with my students in my classroom all the time, I'm like, get it? Get it? Anything else? Anything else? You know, before I leave from helping them, I just make sure like – Sometimes I'll say, well, what what did you mean by this? But it's so hard with this platform. And I don't, some people have asked me if I want to do tutoring. I really don't want to take anybody's money for tutoring. You know, I'd rather make videos and it might help a hundred people or whatever, rather than taking your money for a half hour. I just feel wrong about doing that. Um, Okay. Can I speak about the difference between less and fewer? Okay. Raphael, if I can make you um, a little more at ease, less and fewer, we use them the same way in everyday English, to be honest. And that is something I would have to study to make sure that I didn't tell you the wrong thing. Most of us just say less, I would think. But I mean, there is a difference, and I'm not sure that I feel comfortable answering it right now without giving you some false information. So less and fewer. There are fewer people here today than there were yesterday. But, and I think that's the correct way to say it, but you might hear a native speaker say, oh, there are less people here today. That's wrong. But native speakers say it all the time. And I would argue, I would say it might be the same in your language. Native English speakers, there are a lot of us that are only at a C1. And I know some people try to get to that C2 level. Most of my students, if not all, maybe at 12 and 13, they're not C2 either. So it depends. If you're trying to pass a test, less than fewer is important. If you just want to have a conversation with a native speaker or any anybody speaking English, it's not important. Yeah, Nicholas, we are trying to do that too. We're trying to flatten the curve. So instead of seeing our numbers go way up, we're trying to flatten it. Trying to flatten it. For now. I don't know what's going to happen in the fall when we don't have as many people immune to the coronavirus, but let's let's worry about that later. Trying to save lives. Hopefully, <coughs> excuse me. Hopefully, by the fall, there will be some effective ways to fight the coronavirus. Do you always Ukrainian Canuck? 
I love that name, by the way, Ukrainian Canuck. Do I always speak like this? I mean, you're speaking slowly now. I'd say probably if I was talking to my kids or my wife or my friends, if I had any, I don't have any friends, but if I had friends, I would, just kidding, I have a couple friends. Um, I would probably talk a little bit differently, but to be honest, not that much. This this is mostly how I, I speak for the most part. And I am trying to be even more clear because you're not with me here. So it's a little exaggerated, but not much, not much. Oh, I'm wondering if my connection sometimes isn't great too. I'm still getting emails from teachers. I can't imagine how many teachers uh, have been on this thread. How many? I can't show you. 17 emails. 17 emails about some kind of grading thing. I mean, maybe I should. No, no, I don't need, I don't need to worry about it. It's all 17 emails. Really? Okay, good. Yeah, Lolly. So some words are similar in Italian and French. And because, I mean, I've talked about it already in live, the French invaded England back in 1066, kind of a famous year for that. So a lot of English has been kind of Frenchified or Frankified. Ah, I don't speak fluent English yet. Uh, you know what? I bet you're better than you think. Because I'll be talking with some people like on Hello Talk. Like, eh, my English isn't that great. Like, they sound like, you know, a friend I would have. If I had friends. I don't have friends. Um, I always have problems with bad and bed. Bad and bed. Can and can't. Sure. Yeah, some Americans. I don't. In my opinion, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm an English speaker. I think English speakers we speak pretty quickly. Italians, not as quickly. I mean, they might speak like English, Italian. It's not, but French. You guys, Lolly, you guys can rattle off some words. Oh my gosh, the French speak very quickly. In my opinion, in my opinion. Um, the Italian is more similar. Oh gosh, I'm missing a lot here. Sorry. Yeah. French and Italian are romance languages. Yeah, for sure. And I know that English is a Germanic language, like German and Dutch, but it, I think it's pretty similar to a romance language. S similar, similar in between romance and Germanic. Oh, Aroni. Yeah. Now, I don't want to say too much about Aroni because we go we go back a bit. But that dude, you, you have it figured out, though. You have it figured out. Uh, oh, love the California accent. <laughs> nice. It's a little bit more laid back out in California. I don't know if they smoke more, smoke more weed, we would say, smoke more ganja. I don't know, but they're pretty relaxed. Seems like it. And on the East Coast, we're a little bit, although in New England, it's kind of laid back too, like New York, New Jersey. Crazy. All right. Because uh, French, yes. 
Yes, French, Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, Romanian, right? Those are the big Romance language. Catalan, Catalan is also, I hope I'm saying that correctly. It's like a cross between Spanish and French, right? Catalan. Uh, there's an, actually a, I was watching a channel called Easy Catalan. It sounded a little bit, mostly Spanish, but a little bit of French in there too. Rolfi, nice man. Welcome. All right. Uh, okay, Marsha. Portuguese from Portugal and Brazil have different words, different accents. Wait, don't forget to. Oh, Marsha. Yeah, Marsha. Yeah, she has some great questions. I could pull that up now that she's here. Um, no, she had like four or five awesome questions. So let me do that. I hope you, hope you didn't leave. So the first question is a great one. So she asks, um, should I type this since it's not here anywhere? It's going to take more time though. Basically, have you been and did you? So she's asking the difference between that. Have you been or did you? Have you been or did you? Um, and I'm going to do a video with an A1 test, maybe today. And I'm going to talk about this in a similar way. So the have you been or did you? The difference is, did you? That means that action is completed. It's done. Did you do your homework? Did you do your homework? So you should have finished it by now. Did you do your homework? And maybe the parent is coming home from being gone and they see the person, the child or whatever, working on their homework. Like, have you been working on your homework the whole time? So it has to do with like length. Have you been means it still could be going on. Did you means it's done. So and the example I will do in a video in the future, it's like yesterday I was reading a book. Yesterday I was reading a book. Yesterday I read a book. Yesterday I read a book. It's the same thing. Yesterday I was reading a book. It implies that the person didn't finish the book. They have to finish it maybe today, maybe tomorrow. They have a little while to go before they finish. Yesterday I read a book. Even though the person's not saying it, it implies that they finished it. It's done. They don't have to keep reading. So the same thing with have you been and did you. Did you is more of a completed action. Um, and the other one she asked, and she, she asked about prepositions to on, in, and at. I do want to do a video on that because it can be a little confusing. And it'll be probably many, many different preposition videos. Now, the other one that she asked was, is, is there a difference between anyone, someone, everyone, and somebody? Okay. That's a good question. It's a complicated question. I would almost say that Anyone and someone and somebody, they're all pretty much the same. Like, 
Hey, does anyone in here know how to speak English? Does someone in here know how to speak English? Does somebody know how to speak English? You can use those. Those can all be, they can all be used the same way. Anyone, someone, somebody. Just however you want to say it. Is anyone a doctor in here? Is someone a doctor in here? Is somebody a doctor in here? You can use those. Everyone, every is the key right there. It means everyone, all, everyone in here knows how to speak English. Everyone in here is a doctor. So that means all the people that can hear my voice, everyone. Every one of you failed the test yesterday. I wouldn't say that. So hopefully that answered your questions, Marsha. But I bet it also helps some other people out too. So hopefully that, what? I'm reading through I see whilst. Somebody said whilst. What? I have, I have never said whilst in my life with a straight face. Whilst I was skipping through the meadow, I picked a flower. I don't say what, but I'll get to that question in a minute. But if you're asking if you should ever use whilst, never. Don't ever use whilst. People will laugh at you. Don't use whilst. Now, if you're in England, eh, you might get away with that. Not here in America. Whilst. We don't use whilst. Ukrainian Canuck, thank you for your lesson. Thank you for coming. Uh, what? Oh, I don't even know that, Cecilia. I don't, Brent, I'd like to know about the usage of the verb schedule. Are you talking about using schedule as a verb? Using schedule as a verb? Yeah, okay. Pretty much like the noun. So schedule as a noun is like, uh, I got to check my schedule. So that's the noun. And, and that means... Um, what you have to do that day, maybe. So on my schedule, it says I have a doctor's appointment. And then after that, I have a dentist appointment. So that's a really fun day for that person. They're going to the doctor and they're going to get their teeth fixed. That's a good day on their schedule. Now, when you leave the dentist, they might say, hey, do you want me to schedule your next appointment? And that's all that is, is the verb is probably on a computer. But to schedule that appointment, you're actually going to put in the date. Oh, okay. So we have um, June 4th available. Does that fit into your schedule? So there it is as a noun. That person can say, yeah, you can, you can schedule me for that day. That's the verb. I hope that's what you're asking for, Cecilia. Because if not, I just spent about a minute covering something that you didn't ask. But I hope, that, I hope that's what you're asking. Yes, Lolly and Andrew. Yep, you guys have been in here before. You probably have run into each other. All right, what's the difference? Oh, oh, okay, not a question. The difference between Portuguese of Portugal and Brazilian Portuguese is like the first one is more, oh, archaic. So it's more like old school. Oh, whilst, well, you used it correctly. Whilst in the second one, we are more cool. So I'm thinking you are from Brazil and not Portuguese, which is how I feel about American English, right? We're more cool. The Brits, they're more archaic. By the way, Raphael, nicely done with the English. That's way more proper than I would use. 
But I would say you are more like the British if you're using whilst. My head blown right there. All right, this is a joke from Europeans to Americans. I should probably read this before I, in my head before I read it out loud. Oh, people who speak three languages, trilingual. Oh, I get, I get, I get, I get, it, I get it. okay. People who speak three languages are trilingual. People who speak two languages are bilingual, and people who only speak one are Americans. Norma, really? You, you had to do that. You had to do that, huh? Come on, making fun of Americans in a channel that has American in the title? Come on, learn American from this guy? You're making fun of Americans? Block. Block Norma. She's blocked. All right. Whoa, we have a president gesture. Sorry, gesture. Hand gesture. He's saying jester or she. I'm sorry. Or she saying jester. So I don't want to assume anything, but are you Ukrainian? Are you talking about um, Zelenikov? Zelenikov? If I say it almost Ukrainian, can I get away with that? President Zelenikov. He was a um, a reality show host. Hey, we have something in common. That is, if you are Ukrainian. Do I watch baseball? Um, baseball is kind of dying in the United States. Like a lot of people older than me love baseball. A lot of people younger than me play lacrosse. They play soccer. They don't play football to all of you Europeans. They, uh, they don't play baseball anymore. So it's somewhat dying here. It's hard for me to sit through a full game. I sometimes watch it, but I'm not the biggest I'm a bigger um, American football fan and a hockey fan. I like that quite a bit. How about you? Do you watch baseball, Nicholas? Um, what do I think of the choices that Italy has made? As far as what? Maybe like the coronavirus? Um, I think that Italy has really showed the United States uh, what what to do, you know, kind of what not to do. You know, I think it was because of what was happening in Lombardia. I hope I said that correctly. Um, that it, it let us know that we should probably get inside. We should probably start social distancing. Unfortunately, Italy had to show a lot of countries, like, this is what could happen if you – leave this unchecked, unfortunately. So, but it it sounds like, what is it? 500 new deaths yesterday in Italy. Sounds like a lot. And it is a lot, of course, to those families. It's a lot. Um, But the numbers, it's better than 900. I think yesterday the United States lost 1,200 people. So, I don't know. I hope that answered your question, G. All right. I speak Arabic. Nice. French and English. So if you speak Arabic, French and English, is it right for me to assume that you're from Morocco? Ashrif, I think is how you say your name. Ashrif, French, Arabic and English. Trilingual. Nice job. Moroccan, maybe? 
Oh my gosh, Raphael. Yeah, when you understand Eminem's raps, you have a good understanding of English. Yeah, for sure. I used to let I used to listen to Eminem back in the day. My son does now. Uh, what do I think uh, the hardest aspect of Italian languages? There's a lot. Um, you know, the prepositions for Italian, not easy. Um, the articles took a little bit. I'm sure I will get them wrong for the rest of my life. Um, so articles are difficult. Um, but luckily, the sentence structure is more or less the same with Italian. I'm sure I will mess it up forever. But yeah, probably that's the hardest. I mean, with, with any language, though, listening to native speakers, for sure. For me right now, that's my biggest struggle. So I keep trying to listen. YouTube's great, has a ton, easy Italian. I've mentioned it quite a bit here. They have in, easy English where it's just normal people talking and not enunciating, which is like pronouncing all of the words, which I try to do. I'm probably enunciating more than I would with non-native speakers. Not, not that much, though, to be honest. Okay, immersion is a key. Yes, Cecilia. Spending as much time as you can immersed in the language and the culture. I totally agree. And with YouTube and Netflix now, it's easy. It's easy to immerse yourself. All right. Uh, Lolly. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Trump has done well with your country's economy. Is that true? Yeah, and I don't think I – I don't want to get too much into the politics, but I can give credit where credit is due. And that is, yeah, the, the economy before the coronavirus was very strong. I think we had like 3% unemployment, might have been a little less than that. And I think once the coronavirus thing dies down, whenever it does, you know, the economy will be back pretty quickly within maybe a year or two. It won't be like the Great Depression where there just weren't jobs to be had. There are jobs, but... I don't know. It's going to be rough. But, yeah, I think the economy, Trump did well. <clears throat> um, yeah, Cecilia, I, I can tell there. Um, and Cecilia, I don't know if Khalifi is here. Ibrahim's not here. But um, you might want to think about joining the Facebook page that I set up. It's called Learn American English with this guy. But there are some people that you'll see in the chat that are often on that Facebook page. And we'll sometimes have some discussions. So it's a, it's a it's small group, maybe 20, 25, but maybe only like five who who post and, and talk. So Cecilia's in there. Khalifi's in there. It's a good one. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Cecilia, I, be, I believe the same. Like you just got to get a lot of listening, a lot of listening, and a lot of reading. And if you can combine the two, which I do, I have some conversations Ollie Richards is I have a couple things that he produced where it has the audio and it has a native speaker like doing the audio, but then you can read along with it. That's important. Um, I also like for my videos, if you are at a lower level, maybe uh, put on the subtitles. They're not always perfect. Put on the subtitles and read along with it and translate it. That's, that's what I do. I think it helps. Ralphie, 
When they say that some people can get the virus and do not present symptoms, I treat it as airborne. Yeah, good point. Everybody should be wearing masks by law. Exactly. And who knows, even if you're talking, you know, the, the vapor, the, the mist that might come out. And Yeah, Ralphie, I, I agree. The problem we have in the United States right now with masks is that it is so difficult for even the medical staff to get masks. So I think I said it in one of my videos. My brother-in-law made like the whole family masks. So they're the cloth ones. They're not, you know, mil- uh, not military grade, but medical. They're not a medical grade kind of what they call the N95 mask or the N93. They're just a cloth covering we can put over our mouth. And that, yeah, that will probably help. So washing the hands. Unless you go live in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. If you can live in a country that speaks the language that you want to learn, which I'm sure is English. Yeah. If you can go to the United States or Hello Talk has a lot of good language partners. But yeah, total immersion. All right. Aroni. Of course it is. People can contract the coronavirus also by touching things, right? So airborne, touching, scary, man. Oh, Cecilia, your comment was about uh, fluency in English. Oh, yeah, Khalifi's here. What's going on, man? Oh, graduated as a translator from college here in Argentina. Oh, yeah, I figured you're – I figured your level in English was pretty good. Uh, my my connection's not good. My connection's not good. You sure it's not your connection? No, if other people are having trouble, I have had trouble with my connection in the past. So, all right, I lost a bunch. I'm sorry. No, no, I got it. I got it. Ah, uh, I hope it's not my connection. I'm sorry if it is. There is less water in the glass. There are fewer apples in the basket. Those both work. Are you talking, do I play guitar? No, I don't play guitar. I sort of, I sort of play the drums. Sort of play the drums. Lolly, going to take a shower, Ukrainian Canuck. Enjoy. I knew I smelled something. Lame joke, lame joke. Enjoy your shower. Yeah, what I what I know about less and fewer is that the first one is used with stuff that's not countable. The second one is used with countable things. Could be, could be. Maybe I should do a video on that. I'll, I'll do a little research. Lay and uh, lie. That's a video that's coming out soon. I say that for a while, but it's like, eh. I will make it. I promise I will. A max tax. Yeah, I, I feel uncomfortable asking for tutoring. I feel like if I can do this for free, make videos for free, you know, it's good. I mean, probably the perfect thing would maybe me and you sitting down one-on-one conversation and talking, but it's save your money and then just do this. Uh, the English language is a mixture of English and German. Yeah. Yeah, when I 
when I hear German, it just doesn't sound like anything English. Hey, Paula, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, California is no. Well, California is like the south of Italy, right? You say he's just kidding. Well, the thing about California, however, is that they're very laid back, but that's where a lot of the tech companies are. Like Google is out there. If we want to compare the south of Italy, which I love the south of Italy, uh, it might be like the south of the United States. That's pretty close. Oh, French and German. Okay. French and German. Marsha, hello. Oh, you have a question for me? You don't type blindfolded, do you? Uh, oh, am I like this? I sometimes do, but when I want to make sure it's correct and I don't have a typo for you guys, I make sure I do the best I can. Abraham, oh, he is here. He is here. I mentioned you earlier. I don't know if you were here when I mentioned you. Yeah, prepositions can be very confusing. They can make, make us sound stupid when we use them the wrong way. Uh, I'm hoping that only you think you're stupid when you use it. I mean, I don't. I understand if someone's not a native English speaker, but they're trying. Like, I don't feel the need to correct them. I don't. I think it just kind of slows them down. Like, if you can understand what that person is saying, Eventually, the prepositions will come. The more you work with the language, I, I think. All right. Oh, Paula's gone again. Well, you have a question for me, but then you leave. Are you still here? Oh, okay. So another question about tense. And I will read it, and then we'll see how it sounds. If I had accomplished all the exercises yesterday... I would not have been doing these today. Does it sound natural? Uh, maybe. Maybe, but it depends on how you're saying it. Like, I might change it to, I accomplished all the exercises yesterday, so I'm not going to be doing them today. I think this, that might sound a little bit better. I accomplished all the exercises yesterday, so I don't have to do them today. I accomplished all the exercises yesterday, so I'm not going to do them today. I think that sounds better. All right. Thank you, Cecilia. Good. Scheduled made sense. Okay, good. I probably read the chat backwards. I might have. some Sometimes, and it just did it. It just skips. It just, like, come on. Uh, wait, I saw something about whilst. I like using whilst. Rafael, if you like it, keep doing it. Don't let, what do I know? Don't listen to me. Whilst. It makes you sound very smart, though. It makes you sound very proper. British English. Yeah, whilst was used a lot maybe 100 years ago, 150 years ago. But, hey. The last time you used whilst, you used it correctly. So who am I to stand in the way of using whilst? Bring it back. Maybe you can start a trend. Maybe you can show the Americans, listen, whilst, not a bad thing. Oh, can I tell you how I became an English teacher, the difficulties I faced? Yeah, sure. Um, 
so my parents didn't have a lot of money growing up. So I had to uh, work my way through college. Like I had to pay for college myself. Um, so that was quite difficult. So I was living in Maine and in each state you get what's called in-state tuition. So I grew up in Maine and I could have gone to the university of Maine in-state tuition, but it was still pretty expensive. Back then it was like maybe $15,000, much more these days. I went to school in the late nineties, 1998, I entered college. Okay. And what I did was um, I moved to Alabama. I worked there for a year to get in-state tuition and it cost me about $7,000 a year. So if that makes sense, I'm, I worked in Alabama. I became a resident of Alabama because it was cheaper and the school was pretty good for education. So I left my family about 1,500 miles away, um, met my wife down there. Um, she wasn't my wife at the time, my girlfriend. And then we eventually got married after we graduated. She was a teacher down there too. And I took me five years, took me five years to graduate because I can teach English or I can teach history. So it takes most people about four years to get their bachelor's in the United States. It took me five because I kind of got two bachelor's. I got two degrees. And then I stayed in that state, taught one year. And then my wife and I moved back to Maine, where I've been teaching ever since. So we moved back in 2003. So hopefully that answers the question. Norma, I'm glad you love America. I love America, too. America's a pretty good place. What time is it here? It is one thirteen, one thirteen. So almost quarter past one fifteen. Looks like Andrew is asking Norma question. Max. Oh, I'll have to practice on Lombardia, Lombardia, Lombardia. All of those are wrong, I'm sure. But Aroni got me uh, a gift for Christmas, and it's I pulled it out today. I was I was reading it a little bit. Um, the travel guide to Lombardia, and there was a road that looked like it was amazing. I can't remember what it's called. There's a road in Lombardia through the mountains that looked amazing. I think it started with an S. Oh, good. Dummy. Can't understand all the uh, the words that I'm saying by getting there. Nice. I think more listening, more listening. Don't think about it tomorrow, Friday. Don't say, oh, how far have I come in a day? Think about June. If you keep watching these videos, think about it in June, July, be an expert. You know, if you're almost there, Couple months, my connection is bad, Ibrahim says. But what if it's my connection? Dad joke, I was gonna do that for the next slang. Dad jokes. I try my dad jokes, and most people don't laugh with me, they laugh at me. It's a little bit different, but I'll take the laugh. If I'm making fun of myself and I get a laugh, 
fine. But you know what I did this morning? It's so cringy. So cringy. You'll like this, Aroni. So I do a daily video to my students, and I did something like this. So the video starts. I'm just looking like this. Oh, hey. I didn't see you there. How's it going? I know my students were like, oh, Mr. Watson, why? Oh, don't do that. Hey. Oh, hey. Didn't see you there. It's awful. Uh, I think a lot of us want uh, to see me playing the drums. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. It's like I'm scared to do that. Not that good. I don't have to practice. I, I pick up different hobbies and drums. I've played them off and on for like 20 years. But to be honest, like learning Italian became my new hobby. And then, of course, the YouTube channel, my new hobby. So I don't know, man. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for, you know, being champions of this channel. A lot of people have been very kind. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Very nice. Oh, could I explain the word? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'll see you, see you like that. Y A. It's just, um, I'm not sure how many people actually write out Y A. Yeah. See ya. But anytime that you use, yeah, it's just like a substitute for you. So let me see. I'll see ya. That's coming to mind right now. How you doing? How you doing? It's just a substitute for you. And this is kind of how we say it in a lazy way. See ya. How you doing? Matt, what's going on, man? I've, Matt Aldean, I've seen you before. Um, can, Bob the Canadian's channel, I think, right? Matt Aldean. Uh, oh, it's, it's almost midnight? Are you going to bed now? Hey, thanks, Matt. That sounds like a very American name, though. Matt Aldean. I wonder where you're from. You probably went to bed already, but yeah, don't give up. That's right. Your English isn't good enough now, but your English will be good enough this time next year. You know, we sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes we have to work hard and it takes a long time, but it's just, you're not good yet, but you will be. It's a good attitude. Uh, what? Okay. Okay. So, Rafael, try to read real English books. And you just started George Orwell's 1984, but it's really difficult. Yes, it's it's pretty difficult. That's the one with Big Brother, right? 1984, Big Brother, because it was written back in like the 50s. So even though you know some of that language isn't used anymore, it's a classic. It's still taught in some high schools. I had a student. Last year, read 1984. It's been a little while since I've read it, but it's a good book and it's timeless. So even though the language isn't contemporary, it's not current, it's timeless. And you always have to worry about is, is Big Brother looking out for us? Is, is the government encroaching too much on our lives? It's a good book, but. Mm. Cecilia. My students, um, yeah, I think most of them do like me. Yeah, I, I try to keep it. I try to keep it light. Like life is short. 
<laughs> Bob Ross's intro, yeah. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. All right. Um, yeah, you. Yeah, Khalifi's in the in the Facebook page. So I think I just have to let you in. There haven't been any cringy people trying to join, so maybe I'll just take that off. But yeah, just put a request. There are no questions you have to answer. I just look like, uh, does this look like a legit? Have I done legit yet? I think I have for slang. Does this look like a legit profile? But boom, bring in. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, who's my favorite American writer? I don't know that. I don't know Robert. Oh, Robert Kolowski. My favorite writer is, and Aroni knows it, it's uh, Stephen King. Stephen King, he is uh, from like the next town over. I've never met him, but he's from the next town over. My best friend in high school, his dad went to school with Stephen King. Apparently he beat up Stephen King. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but yeah, Stephen King is my favorite. Big fan. Big fan. Uh, be great to share some reading. Yeah, I worry about reading on YouTube too much because there could be copyright laws. I was going to do Tom Sawyer. I mentioned that. Uh, it's hard reading, though. I don't know if I would mess up too much on camera. I wouldn't mind reading it to my students, but. It's hard reading, even for me. It's it's hard reading to read out loud on camera perfectly because some of the language we don't use. Oh, Sullen, oh, Sue Ellen. Uh, good question. Why do we use though at the end of the sentence? I think it's to take a little edge off of the sentence. Like, yeah, I would go with you, though... I don't want to. Um, how could you? Though is a lot of like, we just kind of take the edge off it to make it sound a little bit more polite. Yeah, but I don't want to though. I don't want to though. So I think that fits for most of them. It's like if you're delivering some kind of heavy information, you might just put though at the end so it's not as bad. Oh, man. Mateo, how's it going? All right. So what's the best way to improve how you speak? I would say, and I'm not at this level in Italian yet, but I would say the only way to get better at speaking is to speak. I think that's the only way to get better. Now, this is what I do. And this might be lame. And it's not perfect. And I know some people here don't like Google Translate, and I know that there are better things out there probably, but it makes me feel comfortable to speak into Google Translate. And if Google Translate can understand what I say, then it's probably pretty good in my eyes. Now, is that perfect? No, but I don't have someone I can speak Italian to all the time. So Google Translate is with me all the time. And so, some of the P's and some of the B's for me don't work out. And that might be just the way I'm saying it, or it might be Google Translate. So, of course, Google Translate's not perfect. It messes up a lot of things, but in my opinion, it's better than nothing. 
So I do a lot of times I'll put the little microphone on and I'll try to say a sentence in Italian. I know some of the syntax might be off. Like I might be putting the adjective in the wrong place or the, the reflexive pronoun or something. And it still translates it for me, but I'm just not at a very high level in Italian yet. So uh, I think Stephen King's a, a genius too. I, I, mean, I love so many of his books. The Stand is probably my favorite book of all time, which would be very appropriate to read now, yet probably even more scary because what happens is a plague of some sort sweep through the world and kills 90% of Earth's population. And it's left to the 10% to try to rebuild this world, the Earth. But, of course, there's a little supernatural in there. What not? Um, all right, spelling mistakes, I make them all the time. Oh. Yeah, Elena. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please join the Facebook. I mean, I could probably pull it right up, up now if anybody joins it. I'll just, I'll just um, get you in there. Oh yeah, Ali's in there. No. Yeah. All right. I just let somebody in. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't, I could probably take off. I just approve all. Okay. So yeah, just go to um, Facebook. I'm sorry for you younger people in here, but us in our 40s, we do Facebook. I know you guys might snap or TikTok. Um, yeah, that's what my student – another joke, dad joke that I do is a TikTok, and I try to make it a verb because Snapchat, you can make it a verb. Like, hey, I'm going to snap you tonight. That's what my students say. Hey, I'm going to snap you tonight. And so I make up a lame joke like, oh, hey, I'll tick you tonight. I'll, I'll talk you tonight. Like, you can't do that. I'm like, oh. And then these things are earbuds in English, earbuds. And I'll always call them my AirPods or my AirBuds. Like, ah, ah, ah. So they do a lot. But I know they like it. I'm just lame. Dad jokes. I'm the king of dad jokes. Cecilia, okay, I'm glad you think so too. Google Translate, it's not 100%. It's not perfect, but it'll get the job done, right? 90% of the time, maybe 80% of the time. Better than nothing. Oh, Google Assistant? I'm not aware. Let's check it out. U Dictionary, okay. And I know if Aroni is still in here, he hates Google Translate, but. He likes some other things better, but I think maybe it's just because I'm old. Google Translate. Oh, Deeple? D-E-P, is that an L? Deeple? Mm, okay, I'll check it out. You'd like to see me doing some? I don't even know how to do TikToks. I think this also can tell, like, by the apps, the social social media apps that you have, can kind of tell your age. Like if you're older, like myself, you probably remember uh, MySpace. This doesn't really count. People my age, I think we mostly have like Facebook. We might have Twitter. I have an Instagram. But then after that, it's, it's like really like, okay, so there's Snapchat. I think most people in their 40s probably don't have Snapchat. I don't. 
Then TikTok is for like the teens, early 20s. And I think there's a point where you just like, I'm done. I can't keep up. That's old people for you. TikTok, talk it. I'm not going to talk it, I don't think. I'm not going to tick it. Not at all. All right. Yeah, mm, Cecilia brings up a great point. There are sometimes, there's too many apps sometimes. You can get distracted. Find the one or two things that you really like. Stick with that because you can be so distracted, so distracted. And if you're not on Hello Talk, you know, I recommend that too. I've met a lot of cool people on there. Some not so cool people, Erroni. Some not so cool people, but um, it's pretty cool because you can speak into it. You can have live chats on there if you want. Oh, somebody, Raphael, Inferno and Hell. In English? Now, I know it's probably somebody from Italy can probably speak on Inferno better. But um, for us, Inferno and Hell are pretty much synonyms, and you don't really hear Inferno much. So I know Dante's Inferno, what the, the nine levels of Hell. But for us, it's pretty much the same. Ah, Reverso. Is that how you say it in Italian? Reverso? Reverso? Is that, a, is that an Italian thing? It sounds Italian. Reverso. Oh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. That's – I think some old people might actually do that because on my son's hockey team, all the parents got on WhatsApp to communicate. I, I don't have it. <laughs> the dad jokes. Yeah, of course. Dante. King of literature, right? Good Italian. Good Italian. Right. Looks like we're kind of running out of questions. I should probably see what my family is up to. Oh, it's not an Italian website? Okay. Um, My wife does something that my children hate. It's called mom school. So my own children are getting a pretty good pretty good amount of work to do from their school, maybe an hour a day or an hour or two, maybe an hour or two a day. But my wife sometimes will do some extra like SAT prep, which is some test prep with them. So. Uh, people in EUA, not EAU. Uh, is that Europe? They don't use the WhatsApp very much. Zubadaya, how are you? Welcome. I think I'm just about going to wrap this up here. It's been about an hour and a half. If there are any last-minute questions, let me know. If Oh, USA. Oh, WhatsApp in the USA? Um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think so. I don't think younger people use it either. Yeah. Yeah, Ibrahim. I like it. It's fun. If I can help people learn English, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Oh, the starter pack. I've been meaning to do another starter pack too. Like I did it for the podcast many months ago, but I was thinking of doing each month and then talk about 
what it looks like in the United States, like the month of July. So I'll go through the months in order if people want to practice that. So January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I'll do it quickly. I'll do it slowly. And then when I get to like January, talk about Martin Luther King Day and New Year's Day, July, 4th of July. Talk about what month means, what each month means in the United States or at least in Maine. You know, like April's, the weather's tends to be in between. Some days you may have really nice weather and then it gets really cold. Like today, we're supposed to get snow um, in about an hour and a half. We're supposed to get some snow. And the northern part of my state supposed to get quite a bit of snow. And just yesterday I was out, if you saw that vlog I did, I was out in my sweatshirt. My family and I, not my daughter, were out in the woods. So it was it was a nice day yesterday. Today it's gonna be it's definitely raining and it's supposed to be supposed to be snowy, unfortunately. Yeah. Hello talk is not paid. No, it's free. Now, if you pay, which I did, I think it was like $20 for the year. It gives you some more tools. But it's free, and you can do a lot for free on HelloTalk. And I don't know. It's kind of hard, I think, to find people on HelloTalk. But you'll just see a picture, me and my wife. And I just go by my my real name, Brent, on there. So. If you want to find me, but I know there's quite a few people on here that are also on Hello Talk. It's great. You put in the language that you speak, that you're comfortable with, your native language, and then you put in the language you want to learn. But if you if you pay, you can put in like three. So I have Italian and Russian and Portuguese that I would like to learn. Sometimes I put in like Arabic to see what countries people are from, and so. What's under your cap? Oh, if under your cap, um, that means like you know something well, like you've done that. Like if you took the A1 test for English and passed, you could say, oh, that's under my cap. Don't have to worry about that anymore. I know it. It's in my brain under your cap. The dollar is very expensive in my country. Yeah, I heard that the dollar is doing pretty well, which is good for us. Just not so great for other countries. Oh, Ibrahim, am I going to do another contest? The the bad thing about the contest was, like, I, I did it when I had less than 200 subscribers. And I wanted to give everybody a chance. So I didn't want to penalize people if they were already a subscriber. But then I wanted to you know, give a chance to people who were already subscribers. So Ibrahim, if you, I would love to do another contest for like a half hour of just one-on-one conversation. I just don't know, like, what's the best way to do it? I don't know, but still, you know, honor all of those people that have been sticking with the channel since the beginning. So I, I just don't know a good way to do the contest to make it fair to everybody, everybody's name who entered and gave, oh, see, it says my connection's unstable. So it just said my connection was unstable. So I don't know if that affected. So 
So it's definitely on my end with the connection. 99% of the users on Hello Talk are Russian? I don't know, man. Japanese. A lot of them are Japanese. Check that out. Go to Japan a lot. A lot. Sometimes I go when everybody's sleeping in Europe, but I'm still awake here. I go check out Japan and Korea, see what's going on over there because it's morning for them. A lot of people uh, from Japan that are on that app too. Oh, can I make another show about my kids' books? I'd like to see what native speakers read. Yeah, Mateo, see you, man. I got a couple right here. Um, I would highly recommend uh, this. It's backwards for me. I hope it's not backwards for you. Is this backwards? Um, this guy named John Green, he's great. Check out John Green. John Green. He has written uh, Turtles All the Way Down. He's written Fault in Our Stars. That was made into a movie. He's written Paper Towns. Good stuff from that guy, John Green. He's very popular with my students. I'm a big fan of Lisa McMahon. Um, she actually, when she was in Maine, she took me out to dinner when she was in Portland. Great author, Lisa McMahon. She's almost like the Stephen King for younger students. She, uh, this is a big book, but it's three books in one. And it's her first book is called Crash in here and Wake. And it's about a girl. The first one's about a girl who has this vision of like this building exploding and it gets connected with her own, um, like the crush that she has. And so Lisa McMahon, I would highly recommend her as a place to start. And then also um, John Green. So if you want two really quick kind of off the top of my head, I would go with those. You can't, you can't, Every book they write is awesome. Oh, good. John Green is, is you're familiar with him? Ah, Abraham, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah, Ralphie, it's a thick book. But and maybe you wrote that before. It's actually three books in one. So you kind of get actually, no, those are not the three books. Those are three other books she has written. And which one is, is this? Uh, it's not on here, but Crier's Cross. I think this, I would recommend that one too. So yeah, Lisa McMahon, check her out. Good stuff. All right. Last one here. This is Kwame Alexander. This is called Solo. And he has another one called Swing. This is uh, free verse poetry, though. I don't know. Again, I don't know if this is backwards or not. But he writes in free verse. And this is solo. Is about a 16-year-old guy. His dad's a famous rock musician. But his dad gets into a bit of trouble. And I don't want to talk about the trouble he gets into. But 
it's the son trying to deal with what the dad's trouble has been. And it trickles down to him. Like people start thinking differently about the son just because the dad got into trouble. So, all right. Yeah. I'm going to probably, <laughs> that's a brick. It is a brick. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. Raphael says uh, the Kindle, which I do, I use for my iPad. The Kindle is great because, see, if you are, I can pull it up. So this is under dad's boring stuff because this is technically my daughter's. She doesn't use it anymore. But yeah, if you go to the Kindle and you're reading something in a foreign language, Italian for me, um, you can hold it down and then it will translate it for you. So the Kindle is great. And if you actually have a Kindle, it will say it for you. It might even if you're using a different app. So please continue to stream for us. Yeah, it's great. But to be honest, i to kind of use the bathroom after drinking all that water. Yeah, when I say backwards, it does. It means mirrored. Yeah. Ralphie, is uh, poetry a subject in school? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I I know. From my middle school, it's not. You can take it in college. You can take it at university. But I do s- spend some time each year on poetry in my class to talk about figurative language. If we was here, he likes that figurative language stuff like onomatopoeia and metaphor and simile, stuff like that. But, and so it's not really a subject. All right. Hey, I am probably going to get out of here. Probably spend a little time with my family, use the bathroom, all that stuff. So thank you guys so much for joining. Um, I think I could probably do it tomorrow also at 12. This was a lot of fun. So um, join that Facebook um, join that Facebook page and then some people can still have the chat there too. But how about that? I'll be, I'll time flies. Yeah. Good, good one there. Time flies when I'm live. Yeah, it definitely does. If I didn't have to use the bathroom, I would probably stay, but my voice is getting a little hoarse too. Oh, it's not backwards. Good. Good. It's backwards for me. This looks like a backwards a it's mirrored. All right. So I'm going to get out of here. But I will be back tomorrow at 12. How about that? I'll make sure I'm back here at 12. Hopefully you guys can be wherever you're at. I know it might be a little late in some places. But, no, thank you guys. And I will see you later. See ya.